All right, everyone, let's open up our Bibles to the Old Testament today. We're going to go through Exodus 11, verse 1, all the way to chapter 12, verse 51. So let's begin. The Lord said to Moses, Yet one plague more I will bring upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterward, he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he will drive you away completely. Have nothing to do with you, not want anything to do with you anymore. Speak now in the hearing of the people that they ask every man of his neighbor and every woman of her neighbor for silver and jewelry. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. So Moses said, Thus says the Lord, About midnight I will go out in the midst of Egypt, and every firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, from the very, very top, who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the slave girl who is behind the handmill, and the firstborn of the cattle. There shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there has never been nor ever will be again. But not a dog shall growl against any of the people of Israel, either man or beast, that you may know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. And all these your servants shall come down to me and bow down to me, saying, Get out, you and all the people who follow you. After that, I will go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in hot anger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you, that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. He was a hard and stubborn man, but all these actions needed to happen. God's wonders needed to take place in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron did all the wonders before Pharaoh, and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the people of Israel go out of his land. He saw it all. He saw the hand of God, and he got harder and harder. He got angrier and angrier. Brothers and sisters, we don't want to be that way. We want to keep our hearts soft and right for the things of God, that when we see God move, we are awed, we are humbled, we are honoring him, not hard our heart and getting angry. Chapter 12. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth of this month every man shall take a lamb according to his father's house, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons, according to what each can eat, and you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old, and you may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now we see here when we're talking about without a blemish, we're seeing here again about giving the best. And you shall keep it until the 14th day of this month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and in the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the flesh at night, roasted on the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall eat it. 
Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roast it with its head and its legs and its inner parts, and you shall let none of it remain until morning. Anything that remains until the morning you shall burn. In this manner you shall eat it, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. You should eat ready. You should. This isn't a comfortable, chilling, relaxing time. This is something where you're on guard and ready. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and on all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgments. I am the Lord, the true God. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And no plague shall befall you to destroy you when I strike the land Egypt. This day shall be before you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. As a statute forever, you shall keep it as a feast. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the first day you shall remove leaven out of your houses. For if anyone eats what is leavened from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. On the first day you shall hold an assembly, and on the seventh day a holy assembly. No work shall be done on those days, but what everyone needs to eat, that alone may be prepared by you. And you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, for on this day I brought your hosts out of the land of Egypt. Therefore you shall observe this day throughout your generations as a statute forever. In the first month from the fourteenth day of the month at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the twenty-first day of the month at evening. For seven days no leaven, no yeast, is to be found in your houses. If anyone eats what is leavened, that person will be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he is a sojourner or a native of the land. You shall eat nothing leavened. In all your dwelling places you shall eat unleavened bread. Then Moses called all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go and select lambs for yourself according to your clans and kill the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and touch the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. None of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to enter your houses to strike you. You shall observe this right as a statute for you and for your sons forever. And when you come to the land that the Lord will give you as he has promised, you shall keep the service. And when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? And you shall say, it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. For he passed over the houses of the people of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians, but spared our houses. And the people bowed their heads and worshiped. 
Then the people of Israel went and did so, as the Lord commanded Moses and as Aaron, so they did. And at midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of the captive, who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the livestock. And Pharaoh rose up that night, he and his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt. For there was not a house where someone was not dead. Then he summoned Moses and Aaron by night and said, Up, go out from among my people, both you and the people of Israel, and go, serve the Lord as you have said. Take your flock and your herds as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. The Egyptians were urgent to get the people to send them out of the land in haste, for they said, We shall all be dead. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading bowls being bound up, and their cloaks on their shoulders. And the people of Israel had also done as Moses told them, for they had asked the Egyptians for silver and gold jewelry and for clothing. And the Lord had given favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they let them have what they asked. They were blessed on their way out. Thus they plundered the Egyptians, and the people of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Sukkoth, about six hundred thousand men on foot, besides women and children. A mixed multitude also went up with them, and very much livestock, both flocks and herds, and they baked unleavened cakes of dough that they had brought out of Egypt, for it was not leavened, because they were thrust out of Egypt and could not wait nor had they prepared any provision for themselves. The time that the people of Israel lived in Egypt was 430 years. That is some long slavery. And the end of 430 years, on that very day, all the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It was a night of watching by the Lord to bring them out of the land of Egypt. So this is a night of watching kept to the Lord by all the people of Israel throughout their generations. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, This is the statute of the Passover. No foreigner shall eat of it. But every slave that is brought for money may eat of it after you have circumcised him. No foreigner or hired worker may eat of it. It shall be eaten in one house, and you shall not take any of the flesh outside the house, and you shall not break any of its bones. All the congregation of Israel shall keep it. If a stranger that shall sojourn with you and would keep the Passover to the Lord, let his males be circumcised. Then he may come near and keep it. He shall be as a native of the land, but no uncircumcised person shall eat of it. There shall be one law for the native and for the stranger who sojourns among you. And all the people of Israel did just as the Lord commanded them, Moses and Aaron. And on that very day, the Lord brought the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt by their hosts. God is a good and faithful God, and he set his people free. And they were ready and prepared. Look at all of the blessings that they ended up taking with them. 
these are some important things for us to remember. God lays things out for us. We might not understand the how, the why, or the details, but God's got it all figured out. And if we will just submit to him, follow him, and obey him, oh, brothers and sisters, it gets a lot better. Let's now open up our hearts some more as we continue to worship our great and wonderful God. Lord, be gracious to me. 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 Be gracious to us, Lord. Lavish us with your grace and with your mercy.
All right, everyone, let's now open up our Bibles to our New Testament passage, Matthew 21, 33, all the way to 22, 14. Hear another parable. There was a master of a house who planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a winepress in it and built a tower and leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the season for fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to get his fruit. And the tenants took his servant and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again he sent other servants more than the first, and they did the same to them. Finally he sent his own son, saying, They will respect my son. You know, how they treat my son, that's how they're going to treat me. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and have his inheritance. And they took him out and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. When, therefore, the owner of the vineyard comes, what would he do with the tenants? They said to him, He would put those wretches to a miserable death and let out the vineyard to the tenants, who give him his fruit in their season. Jesus said to them, Have you never read the scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is what the Lord was doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to people producing its fruit. And the one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. And when the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he was speaking about them. And although they were seeking to arrest him, they feared the crowds because they held him to be a prophet. 22. And again, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were inviting for the wedding feast. But they would not come. Again, he sent other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. The king was angry, and he sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, but those invited are not worthy. Go, therefore, to the main street and invite to the wedding feast as many as you can find. And those servants went out to the roads and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there was a man who had on no wedding garment. He said to him, Friend, how did you get here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. The king said to his attendants, Bind him hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness, in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Some people come in and they have no change. They're not ready. And our reactions to people, our reactions to situations, it is a flow from Scripture. 
not based on feeling, not based on emotions, not based on any of those things, especially when you take a look at this passage in Matthew 21. You need to be careful about how you live, what you do, how you act, or what potentially you can lose because it'll be taken away from you, as it says, and given to one who bears much fruit. Important things for us to remember, brothers and sisters. Now, as we get ready to wrap up today, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness, Father, Lord. You are so amazing and we are so not worthy. Your word teaches us that we have a lot to learn about you and how to live. But Lord, we come to you today and we pray and ask, help us, Lord God, be able to apply your word in our life and in our heart. Help us to be able to live a life that you can bless, that will bear fruit. Lord, we also pray, help guard our hearts. Help us make sure that our hearts and our attitudes are in the right place, Lord God. And Father, as we go about our day, we just pray, continue to be with us, guide us, and strengthen us. Direct us on the path that we should go. Lord, help us, Lord God, and help our nation. We pray for wisdom, Lord God, to come to our government officials, to help us, Lord God, in all the things that are going about. Lord, we pray for your hand to be upon our doctors, our nurses, our businessmen, our teachers. Lord, as they work effortlessly, Lord God, so hard. As they work, Lord God, day and night to try and give all of their time and effort to help build this nation back up. We pray that you bless them and you bless the work of their hands, Lord God. Lord, we worship you. We give you glory. We give you praise. We pray, Lord God, that the sickness and disease, Lord God, shall be far away from each and every one of our households, Lord God, and that a blessing of a tither shall follow us and flow in our life. We thank you, Lord, that we have you as our great and wonderful example. We worship you, Lord. We praise you and give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, thank you, COP, for being with me this morning, and I look forward to seeing you next Saturday and in God's house this weekend. Take care and God bless.